0: The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Connor Faulkner, transport commentator and CEO of the RIAc, is with me. Connor, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Hi. Now good we've good. had a very uh, difficult August in terms of road safety. The number of road deaths has yeah. soared uh, to 127 so far uh, this year. Yeah. Uh, and the idea—more points, uh, more enforcement. What say you? Well, the alarm bell has been
1: ringing for a while. I mean, August was absolutely shocking, but the alarm bell has been ringing for a while in terms of the drift in road safety statistics. Um, So it's suddenly getting everybody's attention. Um, Government, through Jack Chambers, have announced a couple of measures. uh, Review of speed limits, which is overdue and there's some unfinished work to be done there. Um, And also more eye-catchingly today, he's talking about increasing the punishment. More specifically, if you're guilty of two different offences at the same time, say speeding, and not wearing a seatbelt at the moment the legal convention is that the more serious sanction is the one that applies Uh, he's proposing that both sanctions would apply Um, in theory you could be off the road in theory you could be off just from, from one incident you could be stopped once by a Garda and that Garda could you know ascertain enough points that cumulatively could put you straight off the road is that a good thing or a bad thing You know, in terms of natural justice, I'm not convinced it's a good thing. But in terms of a policy initiative, more importantly, it's not the solution. It's not the solution. Every time we have a peak in road safety and it gets public attention, the minister of the day thinks up a new law. Um, And, you know, because that's something you can announce. It looks like you're doing something about it. But in reality, we've got a good set of laws. We need to enforce the ones we've got. A lot of people have made the point about the drop invisible policing. And you know, it's low tech, it's an old solution, but we know it works and we know mm. we're falling down on it.
0: Yeah, I've observed what one of my texters said there where you're in, say, uh, an 80 kilometer uh, speed zone mm. and there's a guard the car there. And the guard probably is just mooching around waiting for a call to action. Yes. And they might be on in the inside lane doing 60. Everybody does 60, even though they could overtake the car, the car quite within the law. Yeah. But there's kind of that. Uh, oh there's a guard I better slow down
1: yeah well inevitably inevitably and you could say that that's motorists showing that they're irresponsible because they would behave badly if it wasn't for the guard but you know you're dealing with normal human beings um, and clearly if you want laws to be taken seriously there has to be the prospect of enforcement and people have to believe that it's there to some extent we're relying on technology which can be great you know the speed cameras have a you can make a very good case for how well they work as a tool um, and cameras might um, enhance enforcement generally but they are not a substitute for the physical see, presence th- th- of garbage. There
0: is the thing, people complain about Big Brother watching you. Mm-hmm. You've got CCTV everywhere in London, for example. Yeah. You can't go down a road without being observed in, in some way. But you don't need to have that kind of blanket as long as there's the, the fear that you might be seen. In other words, when you see a stretch of the road where they show a speed camera sign... Yes. Everybody behaves, even though they, they pass through that stretch of road. There's no speed camera. It's moved on. The van's moved on or whatever. There's no fixed camera. But the fact that you yeah. think you can be caught slows you down. It's quite a good system
1: in that regard, yeah. And you you get a lot of bang for your buck in terms of the cameras you can physically deploy. And you also, imperfectly, but in theory at least, they pick their sections based on collision data. So there's a hard metric there, choosing where the camera zones are. And that's all good stuff. I mean, a lot of people hate the GATSO cameras, but to be fair, on a road safety analysis, they're actually a very useful tool. A more useful tool, I'd say again, than yet another new law. Uh, Enforce the laws we've got.
0: Uh, I regularly drive up and down to Cork City from East Cork, says a texter. I stick to the speed limits. I'm usually the slowest car on the road. Mm. Now, that's a a common experience. And and this is where Jack Chambers, you you know, when they say adjust the speed limits to what's appropriate and what's safe, often it should mean adjusting the speed limit upwards but in fact when you get Eamon Ryan saying every one kilometre drop in the speed limit will, you know, reduces the road deaths by X yeah. which is just and not sensible Well it's rather
1: torturing the data a little bit as well um, and you could just in an absolutist sense say cut all speeds cut all speeds but in fact that's not a good way to do it you need a system that's designed properly and sympathetically so that the engineering is there and the road queues are there one thing you can't have for motorists is the rule changing when you go from one county to another other county. And the other thing that's unhelpful is when people bring in other conversations when we're trying to talk about road safety. So you'll have people who want to reduce speeds for climate reasons, for example, and you know, have the climate conversation in its place. It's not actually a road safety intervention. We do need to get speed limits right and there are improvements needed mm-hmm. on road infrastructure across the piece. Um, and good that governments say
0: they're doing that now. Um, but as I say, not, not that strategic an intervention. Um, Another one, drug and Mm. phone usage is a huge issue with drivers. Badly maintained roads as well and bad planning. But taking each of those in turn, drug usage, I'm not sure what the stats are now. Drugs versus alcohol well, well alcohol is definitely still there
1: and um, it, it's present in 40% of driver fatalities, nearly. Now the research there does caveat that and say just because alcohol is present does not necessarily mean that it caused the accident um, but nevertheless if you look at the material produced by Dennis Cusack's team and the coroners etc there's no doubt that it's present as to are a, a whole host of other drugs including prescription drugs and I, I think that's one of those kind of hidden under the rock I think it's one of the causes under there that could well be uh,
0: worsening our road safety
1: data yeah. so it's def- hard to
0: quantify but no phone bad. usage I mean any one of us can observe people yeah. around us in traffic and they may think it's safe because the traffic is stopped at a slowdown um, but of course you know suddenly the light changes they're on the phone they don't see the lights changed honk 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 uh, road rage, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, look, it's a it's a dreadful road traffic offence and you deserve your penalty points and everybody knows it. It's a terrible modern temptation when the car is stopped in traffic, but we all know that screen use is a scourge. I've said before that brainstorming new laws isn't a good idea per se, but actually that's one of the laws that has had to be tightened and changed over the years because it's such a specific yeah. problem. And it's right up there. I mean, spe- speeding, uh, drink driving, failure to wear seatbelts are the three main killers. Phone use is probably... Uh, a, It's more hidden, but nevertheless, and uh, it has certainly caused deaths. Uh, There was a prosecution in
0: Britain, I remember, so there's no doubt that it it is present as a factor. Uh, About time rural road speed limits were reviewed, uh, some with 80 and 100 kilometres per hour, very narrow, uh, some even tough enough for two cars to pass each other. uh, Police where the accidents happen. At the moment, you've got speed vans nabbing people for doing 125 and 120 zone. It's purely revenue collecting. Yeah, well it isn't purely revenue collecting and I can say that for no, a fact. No, but I mean 125 and 120 is kind of marginal.
1: E- and it's what you might call a, a white spot as opposed to a black
0: spot. Yeah. It's not truly the risk area. If you're right. allowed to do 120, you're on a motorway, which yes. is, as you've pointed out many times, is the safest. Statistically very now, safe. if yeah. you're doing 160 on the motorway, you're t- tra- driving dangerously and yes. putting other people in peril. 125, very easy to creep up. In the same way as you can creep down. You're doing 120, you think, and then you look down. Oh, I'm only doing 110, that's fine. Oh, you look down, I'm doing 125, and you slow down. But, you know, yeah. but to nab people for 125 it, it, would seem it, to it, be unfair.
1: It's a marginal offence at best. And in fairness, that there's not much of that happening. I mean, on those GATSO vans where they're deployed, a very small, I think it's only about 2% of their time is deployed on motorways because there can't be no enforcement. Most people would accept that. But thereafter, they're prioritised based on where the collision record says the danger spots are. So the deployment of the GATSO vans actually, I think, reasonably answers that criticism. They do try and do it properly. Another observation, Pat, we have a lot of road in Ireland per capita. we have I think it's 90,000 kilometres of secondary road, which are, you know makes us, that, that's more per capita than almost anywhere else in Europe. So we're not going to be able to fix every spot or have a guard at every corner. Um, but nevertheless,
0: there are lots and lots of areas where road engineering is a big part of the solution. Now, another one, why are people on scooters not wearing high-vis clothes? This should be the law. Mm. And we know that uh, you know there there is a cohort of people who say I shouldn't have to wear special clothing to wear to ride my yeah. bicycle or ride my e bike or my e scooter, and then common sense is saying, look sunshine, you can be as bulgy as you like about yeah. your rights, but if you if you end up uh, you know in the morgue because someone didn't see you because there's no light in your scooter and you're not wearing high-vis, you can, you, you can give out all you like yeah. <laughs> from well, the I mean, Morally, I think that's the, the wrong hill to die on, pardon the pun. Uh, you
1: know, you have a right to wear dark clothing. If you choose to wear dark clothing on a quiet country road at night, you're obviously not behaving sensibly. High-vis is a great idea for cyclists and e-scooters alike and no distinction between the two in my view. Um, helmets are a good idea as well, but making those things compulsory is actually a bad idea. It's a bit counterintuitive, but you know when you make things compulsory, you tend to reduce usage. A compulsory helmet law for cyclists. There is a compulsory: example, you
0: must have uh, an audible warning on your bike. How many yeah. bikes have bells these days? You've got to have a front and rear light on your bike. That's the law. Yeah, and uh, you, some of you, them are virtually invisible. So definitely
1: a fair criticism, but you can do those things without direct inconvenience. Having to carry a helmet, the, the studies show uh, the practical effect of that law, no matter what your intention is, to reduce the numbers of people cycling. So it's a, it got, this, you know, it. It's it's not a very effective policy that does have uh, side effects and unintended consequences. Much well, well-intentioned road safety laws like that. You know, when something is brainstormed up as an idea, Often it turns out to be
0: a good soundbite but a bad law. So we have to be careful about that as well. More comments. They even speed in car parks here in Ennis. Uh, Some of them won't let people reverse out of their space. They simply don't care. Another one suggests all transition students should do a road safety course and teach young people the danger and the carnage that reckless driving can cause. Uh, Good morning. Speed doesn't kill. Lack of ability and distraction causes accidents. A very worrying trend in young drivers is driving with the seat tilted back so far it's nearly touching the back seat, the ability to react to any change of circumstance is greatly diminished by that. That's the kind of the Formula One straight arm type of driving and it doesn't necessarily allow you to control the vehicle as it might be. Are speed vans allowed to park on motorways where they say guard the vehicles only? That's a question from Morris. Yes, I would imagine because it's guard the business. Um, the, the
1: speed vans are not guard but they are a tool in the hands of the guard the. Mm. Um, I don't see any
0: reason why not, I think, yes. Uh, John, uh, just came back from a morning walk. Part of it, uh, a couple of hundred metres of the old N7. Three cars passed me on that little stretch, drivers heads down mm. looking at their phones. It's absolutely uh, terrifying Uh, Green's blocking improvement of some very dangerous roads Cork, Limerick around Charville and Buttevant uh, says Dahi Could someone please talk about pedestrians on scooters dressed in black or walking on the wrong side of the road it should be compulsory for pedestrians to be lit up we live in North County Dublin a rural area no street lighting it's crazy what's going on because those pedestrians are are invisible to drivers? Yeah, well, look, I think compulsory
1: is rarely the answer, is rarely the answer. Um, and, you know, a law on it is, is not going to get to the heart of the problem. Yes, it's very good practice in a poorly lit area to where Hive is. Of course it is for your safety. That's what you'd want your children to do. Of course, we want councils to improve physical infrastructure. We want to spend money on things like that. All of those points are valid. But while we're talking about all of these things, can we also get on with enforcement? It's a tool we know really does work and that's a criticism that I would make I mean it, it's a bit like we're having a meeting to discuss new cleaning products instead of picking up the mop you know we know what's going to
0: work out there Conor Faulkner Transport Commentator CEO of the RIAC thank you very much The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.